Oh, I have a whole box. Oh, oh hey, we're playing. Hey, you, hey, you, come on, sit down. You're sitting at the grown-ups table. I'm your host, Jesse Pippinella. And as always, my partner in crime. John Jacobs. Thank you so much. Sorry, my dogs are deciding that. You know what? Let's fight while he's trying to start the show. Guys, hey. There you go. Now they're done. All right. So, anyways, this is what this is like what rock and roll life is, you know, in the recording studio. You have two bandmates fighting because someone slept with their girlfriend. In this case, I have two dogs fighting over who's gonna have sex with the stuffed monkey. That's just my life. But anyway. So who's going to have sex with the stuffed monkey? Well, it looks it you? like this. It well, it, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Right now, it looks like Gizmo's gonna get it. Uh, honey, could you could you stop the dog violence over here so I can stop my show? Anyways, so today we're gonna be talking about some Christmas flicks. Hold on one second. I'm just gonna take it away. No one gets the fucking monkey. All right, nobody. That's it. Done. Okay. Anyways, it's the monkey, everybody. Anyways, so today we're gonna be talking about Christmas movies, everybody. And um, right now, uh, we're gonna well, we're gonna be talking about uh, Die Hard, Batman Returns, Black Christmas, all the great stuff that is on there. And best part is we have an incredible guest that's gonna be on today. Uh, very excited to have this guy on. He is the creator of Six Games uh, from Rookie Mage, and we have a little surprise for you so you guys can check out his games. But without further ado, let's get him on the pod. Please give it up for Jordan McLaughlin, everybody. Yeah! Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yay, Jordan! Dude, it is. I am so excited to have you on. Um, I Because I'm going to tell you this. I love, I love board games, card games any types of games, party games. And I was looking at uh, your your website here, and you, I mean, the fact that you have something called Nuns with Nunchucks, <laughs> fucking done, okay? <laughs> like, tell me, creating the names to some of these games has to be just as fun as making these games. Oh, yeah. the A lot of the times, like, I'll, I'll have a name before I even have an idea what a game really just because like that is such a catchy name i gotta write this down i gotta find something that works for it okay um, so yeah well, there's been a couple games that literally the first thing that happened was the name i i'm gonna put it up real quick because i want everybody to see it because i just, I, just <laughs> I, love it. I love this so much because i i love how she's doing the uh the the, the ninja gesture like <laughs> yeah the the guy that did the art for this um so i i did art for like duncan stab and a couple other ones but for this one i used a guy his name's creeps mcpeaks and he does the art at the dank house in newark oh, um and i, like I just walked in and his art was up like on the wall i'm like i've got to find this guy because this is what i envisioned nuns with nunchucks looking like so i went and like pestered the bartender till they gave me his email you <laughs> 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 finally got it i'm like Hey, like I make games and I really want to make a game with you. And he came over and like we got along great. He totally understood exactly what it was I was trying to do with it. Like just knocked it out of the park art wise. Um, I'm super excited that it's gonna be on Kickstarter March ish. Uh, nice. Depends on what my calendar looks like after the, the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Uh, that's definitely something that I'll be kickstarting for sure. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, and let us know how we can help out with that because I think that's so cool. And, and this is such an interesting thing to be like, for example, see, I'm a comedian, all right? So, mm. you know, my process, write a joke, go to stage and stuff. You were a guy like, all right, I got an idea for a game. That is to me just such an interesting idea. 
So you found this guy who do the artwork and you just, you created the rules, the products, and you just got it to Kickstarter. That's incredible. Yeah. Like it, it's something I never thought I would be in. Like it never mm -hmm. even occurred to me to, to ever get into it. Um, and then like, we were having like a game night with my cousins and okay. my cousin just leaned over and she's like, you know, you should make one of these. And I'm just like, yeah, I fucking should. <laughs> <laughs> so is and that like, story? Is I, that how it happened? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like, okay. it never occurred to me. And then she planted this little seed in my brain. And like the drive home from her house, I'm like, my poor partner is driving because I am totally trashed. And <laughs> I'm just going, I'm going to call it Don't Get Stabbed. It's going to be one person against everyone else. And one's going to be a killer. And I probably just talked to the entire car ride. I don't remember a lot about that car ride, but I remember enough to make a game out of it. And <laughs> I... I think everyone just thought, you know, it was just crazy Jordan talk. You know, you're just get it out of a system. Crazy Jordan. Jordan gets shit-faced. He just talks about making up games involving stabbing. It's going to be the greatest game ever. <laughs> but uh, I, like it, it got stuck in my brain. And like I had to make something. Um, and then like two weeks later, like, I mean, I got blank poker cards from Amazon and like a bunch of like just colored markers. And started making stuff until I found something that kind of worked. And then I had it all my kind of friends and everyone play it. And like, you know, they were probably just humoring me a little bit. But then afterwards, they're kind of like, hey, this is actually fun. You have to do something with this. So then we went to Kickstarter for that one. And then they've been adding stuff since. I've got like inappropriate conversation starters. I've got kids games now. My nieces and nephews were getting pissed. I kept making games they weren't allowed to play. <laughs> <laughs> I had to start making stuff that was uh, more family appropriate. So I've got portal potties and no nuts that just came out uh, uh, this year. Uh, um, you know, I've got so secret identity games. No nuts right here. And uh, the funny story about this, Jordan, is that my wife bought this for us to play a while ago. And I didn't oh, really? put two and two together that this was yours. So really? I, I had this and I've played it. And I did, just awesome. for whatever reason, I didn't connect the dots until now. I'm like, oh, that's one of his games. So, yeah. So uh, uh, this game is super, super fun. I love playing this. Yeah, that, that one, I'm like gameplay wise, I think that one's probably one of the best you know, ones and that I've I'm really excited for full of it because <laughs> as soon as I read down here where it said conversation starters for horrible people and oh, dirty liars, I was like, yeah. Man, that's right up my alley right there. So I can't wait to play this one too. It's super exciting. Yeah. That one actually started as a game that didn't work. Um, oh, really? It was called One Upper when it started, okay. and it okay. was supposed to be like you know you have the one friend that's the one upper who's just, oh yeah 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 whenever you tell a story they gotta you know outdo you, and it was supposed to be stories, and then you had to try to outdo the story, and whoever outdid it the best was the best one upper. But it was just too much pressure on people to think <laughs> that creatively that quickly. Uh, um, okay, so like sorry. you just ended up with like a bunch of awkward silences as people tried to process what to do. Um, so I'm like, I, I don't like it. I don't want people just sitting there being frustrated. They got to think stuff up. Um, but I knew conversation starters were a popular thing on Amazon. So I'm like, I think I can kind of convert this. And so I switched it over and made it into those. 
Um, I'm pretty sure I'm the only inappropriate conversation starters that exist. <laughs> Because uh, all the other ones are like how to connect with your partner or other, how, you know, great for family time. And then there's mine just sitting there like icebreaker. About meeting me. <laughs> now, now here's here's a question real quickly. So, so do you test video? Do you test these games out like you have a group of people who will go into a room, you watch them play these games? Yeah. So I typically kind of have like a different levels of testing. So I have. Um, the first filter, which is my partner, Alex, and anything that like an idea that I put together goes through him mm-hmm. and he will tell me if this is a great idea and I should pursue it or if I'm being a complete moron and I need to go sit in the corner and think about what I've done. <laughs> um, aren't, 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 isn't that isn't, everybody has that, especially. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, my brain is always out of control. He's the yep. one that can reel it in of yep. like, no one's going to understand that, Jordan. That is completely stupid. You need to go back and fix this. <laughs> so that, that's my first filter. And Thank then once it goes through the first filter, I have like uh, play testing parties where I like I get like some okay. friends and family together just as like make sure it works as it's supposed to. And then it will go to blind testers. So like people I don't know who've like signed up on our on my website. Um yeah, so like for family games, like I picked people that had kids in their family. So I like some of them, like play it with your kids, like make sure the instructions make sense because the instructions are the hardest part out of any of this. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not yeah, going to you. It's crazy. I, there are games that I know for a fact I don't play correctly at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, I'm not, and I know that that could be a, I mean, everybody's familiar with the Uno story this year about the uh, draw four card rule. Like the the creator came out and he said, "No, this is what the rule really means." And yeah. apparently, like ninety percent of the planet has been playing it wrong. And right, they're yeah. like, "What?" It's the same with Monopoly. Everyone puts money into free parking, but there's oh, like yeah. nothing Alex in there rule. about it. But yeah. that's a health rule, Jordan, and that's how you stay alive in that game. So don't take that away from me. Right? <laughs> that's how I dominate Monopoly. Ask my wife; she never wins. Yeah. Yeah. But but anyways, um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, that's really awesome. And like I said, uh, I'm really excited to uh, to see these uh, these games. I, I'm definitely going to be checking out your website after this because I want to check them out because I'm already I I know I shouldn't be doing this, and this is probably so unprofessional as a host doing this during the show. But like I'm like right now shopping on your site. <laughs> He's like, I mean, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that's a horrible thing. Like, I should be like, because like you you read all these uh you because I'm taking communications like you should always give 100 percent to your guests, you know. Make sure you never ever ever try to you know, I mean, me, I'm just like, how much is this? And then this, and like this, and like this, and I'm like messaging my wife, like this game does this, and like, like you, and and the, I'm even looking at your merch, man. Like I love the the mug. Uh, which, oh yeah, which, I which, I, which I do. Can I bring it up on the screen real quick, John? Yeah, go ahead. I love. I just the this mug. mug, and then Jordan's got a story about the mug. Well, Definitely. like for the mug, like I don't keep inventory of like shirts and stuff. Like they're all just kind of printed on demand, except for now the mug. Like anytime I go to like a convention or anything, like the, the mug, mug is one of the most popular things. Ah. Um, and like I've got the design on a shirt and stuff too, but that's you actually do. designed off of my partner in the morning. Um, <laughs> he is the worst morning person. 
<laughs> and so I made that design as a joke to mess with him. That's and funny. He, and he was like, you know, that's actually kind of a good design. You should throw it on something. So I'm like, I'll throw it on a mug because, you know, it'll make sense. And I ordered it for him as a gift and left it on the website. And other than games, that's my most popular merch. <laughs> oh, I'm going really to have to get one of those mugs. Yeah. No, no, no. The, this, is, this is like really cool, man. And uh, like I said, it, it's always awesome to sit here and uh, doing interviews and talking to people that are living their dream, essentially, because, I mean, this is so cool. I mean, th this is living the life that's least observed, you know, yeah. like you, everybody, you see the you see the foot beaten path over here. Then you see this this path that's like has branches and shit all over the place and you're there cutting it through you know and that's yeah. and, and i get that as a comic for me like i have to cut through shit you know, mm -hmm. you know like because i yeah. it's not just about being a comedian but figuring out how i work best as a comedian but for you it's how do i work best as a game maker what yeah. what what can i do what can i create that hasn't been done before it's fun it's memorable and people are going to want to do it again it's not going to be like this oh that was great okay next you know what i mean like yeah and and it seems like you got the the flair for it, you got the the interest for it, you got the passion for it. I mean, uh, the website as well as just your facial expressions says it all. I mean, I'm, I'm I talk, you got a little like a little gleam in your eye, like I think it's such a great thing that people are like that. So that's so cool. Uh, anyways, nice. I was gonna say this to the end of the show, but I'll just say it now because because and at the risk that people will randomly do what I was doing and shop while listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, make sure I, I put this out correctly. Promo code, Grownups yep. Table, get 10% off games Woo. on RookieMage.com. All right? Yep. And everything's like on a holiday sale now anyway, so you get that extra 10%. Um, up December is basically what decides if I get to do this another year. <laughs> uh, so yeah. <laughs> you got to do the big push in December. Of course. <laughs> yes, of you course. do. Yes, yeah. you do. This well, is... Make sure you got, and I'm gonna like I said, our episodes go on Roku, uh, on uh, Roku. So this episode will be on Roku. I'll yep. we'll be pushing. It, the code is good until the end of December. Oh, nice, it. perfect. That's great. Yep. You heard uh, it here. Our audience who who don't watch it live. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say, Jordan, to piggyback off what you were talking about for the holiday season, the biggest box you have is portal potties, and it's yeah. this big, guys. So everything Jordan puts out fits in a stocking. So these games are Ooh. perfect to purchase for other people and put it in their stocking. They're super fun to play. This is your, yeah. These are stocking stuffers, people. Absolutely. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm particularly proud of the uh, theming of that one. Of it's, <laughs> uh, it is wizards that lost their jobs, so they all go on the porta potty business, and they try to put each other out of business by teleporting poop. I, I absolutely love it. I that's one that I have not played, and I'm really excited to play that one. It's any game, like so for my job and in life, I just shovel other people's shit. That's all I do for money. So why not do that on a cool board game and pretend exactly. to be a wizard shoveling other people's shit? Actually, actually, while you were playing your video games, Jordan actually told me he based the game on you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, okay. Look well, at the mirror. You have a wizard's beard. He based the game on you. He's like, he's like, I know people are. I totally base this game on him. He, it's totally about him. <laughs> cool. Uh, if anybody else wants to base a game off me or Jordan, if you want to base a whole series of games off of me, go right ahead. I volunteer my likeness to anybody who wants it. 
Uh, if I had to bet a game, uh, it would be driving in the rain and bitching about blind spots. Hey, man. Look, <laughs> when you have a rental car. Like a a 270 different. game for uh, everyone in Columbus. Yes. <laughs> and we were on 270 at the time, so it's perfect. No, we were we were downtown, man. We were on, like, 70 and Broad Street and, like, fucking Front Street and shit. Like, you know, we, we were, were not yeah. on 270. At one point we were on 270, but yeah. I don't think we were. But downtown, you hated downtown, dude. But again, I'm in a rental car that's really hard to see. It's a beautiful car, but it's just hard to see out of. So I'd never buy the car, but it's a great car. Um, And it was fucking frustrating. So, yeah, I needed needed a co-pilot. Thanks for bringing it up. No problem. Hey, that's what what being on a podcast is, just pulling from your real life. All right, talk to Jordan. He's the guest, not me. Okay, anyways, yes. But anyways, Jordan, uh, we'll we'll give this, uh, again, a huge push at the end of the show. And like I said, just for future shows, if you ever want us to test it out, push push your products or whatnot, you let us know. This is what we like. This is so cool, dude. Yeah. When, um, when I go to, to with Kickstarter with Nuns with Nunchucks, I'm going to be making the rounds with everybody. So absolutely. I will check in and make sure you guys get a prototype copy. And We'll uh, have you back on, more. too, for that. So, oh, yeah, uh, we'll have probably. you back on. Yeah. We'll even play right now, like, on here. That's the best part about this. But anyways. Yeah. I'll when- show off the box for the viewers at home. Oh, there it is. That's what we wanted to see. He's got it, folks. Yeah, this has, like, the craziest combatants that I can think of. Let me see if I can find. My favorite one in here is Tony Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's lesser-known twin brother. Nice, man. Um, And also Amish people from the future. (laughs) And, I like, all of them have, like, little, like, name and have, like, a little joke behind. And I was just like, is anyone going to get that? Is anyone going to get that they're just going to be the same? <laughs> and so like, I had to add the, the jokes at the bottom, like the same as they are now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I also have in here, and I'm probably not going to be able to find it. Ah, yes. Uh, so this is considered the first your mom joke in history. <laughs> it was written by Shakespeare. It's thou hast undone our mother. Villain, I have done thy mother. <laughs> I love the Shakespearean dialect, dude. That's great, man. Absolutely great. So I have one more question before we jump into talking about movies. And that is like, so just in a roundabout way, how do you take a game from inside your head and getting it manufactured to where somebody can just go to a yeah. store and buy it yeah, or online fun. and buy it? Like, because I know a lot of people are creating there's so many creative people out there and sometimes they don't know how to put themselves out there. So just give us the high level. How do you get a game in your brain made into something physical that somebody else can purchase and play? How does that happen? So like the, the first thing is you have, you know, the, the spark of the idea. Um, So like on my phone, I have a Google spreadsheet that is just the empty contents of random crap that <laughs> comes into my mind. That's a good idea, um, though. It's and, like, and like when I need a new too. game, like I go back to that, and I'm like, okay, what out of here might I be able to pull? Like Nuns with Nunchucks was literally 90% just stupid things that I pulled out of that spreadsheet of things I thought up at like 11:30 at night when I'm supposed to be sleeping. Instead, <laughs> I gotta get up and get my phone and write it down before I fall asleep and forget it. Yeah. Um, but like the once you kind of have an idea, you'd have to like get the basic mechanics right. So like I use blank poker cards. Most of my games are almost all cards. Um, mm-hmm. The portal bodies have boards to them. Um, but like I got blank cards, markers, and just try to make something that works first. 
and that is fun. And then I start making prototypes and trying to get art together. Sometimes like depending on the project, like I'll try to do some art. I'm not the best artist. Uh, I did the art for Don't Get Stabbed and I got away with it because I went halfway between Scooby-Doo and South Park. Um, <laughs> anything above that, I can't do. Um, so I, I have found you know, uh, illustrators and stuff to work with on different projects. Um, and I normally, after I go through that initial prototyping phase, I'm like, okay, this is what that should be. Then I'll go work with an illustrator, get all the art done. And then you have to work with the manufacturer. So mm -hmm. yeah, but find someone that makes it, get a quote from them and then have them send you over all their specifications, which sometimes match what you made and sometimes didn't match what you made. So you've got to go through and like for don't get stabbed. I like had no clue what I was doing the first right, time. It was your first one. So when I got those templates, I'm like, well, none of this works. So basically <laughs> I made the game twice, um, wow. like art wise file to, to make it work correctly. Um, now I'm a little wiser and I know some of the things to expect so I can circumvent that as mm -hmm. early in my process. Sure. But like the, the most uncertainty is just when you send out the money for a manufacturer to make it of when you're actually going to get it in your hand. Cause after COVID the world went crazy, mm -hmm. you know, logistics wise used to be four months that, you know, from when I ordered something to when it would show up now it can be eight wow like, i don't know wow um, so like i'm literally right now putting in my order for next christmas <laughs> wow <laughs> like that's wow. what i said today doing i was at the bank wiring money for my order for next christmas because wow that's, that's just, when it will come in it's got to be a nightmare to keep organized and you know it's just all part of running a business but still having yeah. to having to think 12 months lead time for for purchases and things like that that's crazy to keep track of man yeah, it's like I get a really super cool 10% of my job. Like I get to do awesome stuff for 10%. The other 90% is the same boring shit everyone else has to do with their job. Running business. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I got to pay my taxes. Oh, I got to pay that bill. Like, oh, crap, I forgot to pay the gas bill. I got to pay that now. Like all that shit is still there. It yeah. never goes away. So like if you're ever aspiring to do something, learn the stupid business shit because it's always going to be there yeah. <laughs> so just figure yep. it out yep that's uh i learned that i learned that as well with comedy so yep I, it's like you're you're you make games i make jokes and i bet not, that 90 percent is probably as identical as, yeah. <laughs> as, yep. as it's probably as plain as white bread yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no that is that is really fascinating um but yeah, uh, John, do you have any other uh, questions? No, I just want to tell Jordan that I'm really happy and proud of yeah. him. And uh, I've known you. Jordan for a long time. And anytime anybody I know uh, is able to not only do something creative, but also um, figure out a way to make a living off being creative, I just, I'm, I'm very happy for them. I respect them. And I think it's great that oh, they're yeah. not slaving away for somebody else to get rich and yeah. they're doing what they want to do to make their money. And I will support that every single day. You're Thanks, literally man. living the, uh, the red pill life. And I, it's just like, I like, I remember the day that I got to go in and tell my, my boss that I was quitting. Yeah. And like, and like, 
my boss was cool. He knew he like he knew it was coming because mm. I was just so busy. Like I couldn't do both anymore. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, yeah, I t- would totally do this too. Good for you, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah absolutely. You, but like, you broke out. You broke yeah. out of the social norms of the nine to five. Yeah. And, you know, it it was it's super cool, but it's also uh, stressful because like now everything's on you. Like, yeah, it doesn't work. It's your fault. Right, <laughs> you, right, right. You can't blame your boss for right. being a jerk. You can't do any of that. It's it is all you. Yep. But I'll tell you this right now, to be real with you, man. I have failed miserably at something that wasn't my dream. Mm-hmm. And it is the worst feeling you can have. It is absolutely the worst. I would rather fail 100 percent at something that I love doing. Yeah. Because when you fail at something that's not your dream, you feel like not only have you failed, but you feel like time has been stolen from you and let's mm. face it time is something you, it's it's the most unrenewable resource you can non-renewable yeah. Oh, yeah. resource ever yeah. and when you lose it it is it's devastating at least when you at least if you lose it's something you love to do you can learn from that yeah you no know, you I lose know. from something that you didn't even love to do oh it it sucks so i i commend yeah. you so hard man for uh doing this achieving this and keeping it going and like i said uh make sure everybody checks out the promo code down there get 10 percent off all right come on i'm gonna pull this back up guys stop fooling around all right look at these games all right it's a holiday season you got new year's and then let's face it fuck valentine's day you can all be hanging out with your friends <laughs> playing these games then actually fucking, then full of it is actually very popular for valentine's day <laughs> the unseen which one uh, full of it the, co- the of it? inappropriate conversation starters Always goes up for Valentine's Day. (laughs) There you go. It's right here. All right. Look, it's right here. And then guess what? Fucking a DUI for March. All right. (laughs) You don't need it either. So get one of these games and drink at home with your friends. Wait, what what other holidays is there? Mother's Day? Just get her one of these. All right. Just get her one of these. All right. Get her. Look at this. Let me go back over here. Look, Look, merch, merch. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Your mom needs to see the unseen. Yep, because, there it is. Yeah, because we all because people avoid their mother so perfectly. They call the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there well, you my go. Mom's not I, watching so, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just gave you all literally five months, six months, including December. I'm going to include why you got to go on this website, why you got to use that promo code, and why you got to shop RookieMage.com. Everybody, you heard it here, uh, Jordan. Before we go over our topics or anything, you want to say closing it up. Uh, no, I did. I just, I had a good line on your uh, time thing of, uh, you know, how in Superman Lex Luthor says that land is the only thing they're not making more of yep. time is the only thing they're not. I, making I was more thinking of. that something similar to that. So yeah. I'm glad you said that I was like, Oh, dang. yeah, they, they make know. land now. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they make land now, man. <laughs> but we can't make time yet, but we're giving time. We're working we're on it. there. We're working you know, on making we might destroy the fabric of the universe in the process, but right. we're yeah. gonna make it. Look, there's probably another one out there. So if we fuck yeah. this one up, there's another one. We'll just go over there and we'll be all right. Right. We're, don't worry. We'll be 35 years. We're on Mars, everybody. Okay. Okay. So here's what I want to do because we promote the show. We featured Jordan. We featured uh Ricky Mage, and we said we we're gonna talk about offbeat Christmas movies, but we didn't tell anybody which ones. Okay. Now, if anybody saw my uh, TikTok post for today, there were some hashtags that gave away some movies, but we gave Jordan a list. 
of movies and he fired back with some movies and so we're gonna let jordan pick the first movie that he wants to talk about so jordan what offbeat christmas film do you want to start with uh well we're gonna have to start with die hard oh great choice <laughs> why, not? Die hard, why not why not i i watch die hard i have watched die hard every new year's eve for the past 20 years Nice. I get a six pack of beer. I order Chinese food and I watch Die Hard. Now, do you, 20 uh, years I've done it. do you time it where uh, where uh, Hans <laughs> falls right at night? Because they I, have it down. They'll tell you when you started to hit it. I have not done that, but I might do that this year now yeah, that you've planted it in my brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, why do you watch Die Hard every year, Jordan? You know, I always really liked Die Hard because it was one of the first action movies that I watched that, like, I wasn't allowed to watch yet. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, oh, I'm not supposed to be watching this, but, you know, this, for one, is good. And yep. also, it turned out to be one of the best action movies ever made. Exactly. So, like, you know, if we're going to start, start somewhere high, right? <clears throat> um, and, like, I had always liked Die Hard. And then it... It was probably about 20 years ago that, like, the debate of whether it was a mm. Christmas movie or not actually yeah. started. And, like, I had one friend, she's like, you know, it's not a Christmas movie. I'm like, well, guess what? I'm fucking watching it for Christmas now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so like, it, it kind of just started as a, a snub. Um, but now it's just like, yeah, I'm going to watch Die Hard. I love watching yeah. Die Hard. Mm -hmm. So I just it's do that every Christmas Eve now. The movie is low-key why office parties suck, and this is the worst-case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, Jesse. Hold on, though. Hold on. Because at the Christmas party on the – what floor number was it? 30th. So, yeah, you know, I forget the floor number. 30-something, I think it yeah. was. Yeah, anyway. 30. it's in the 30s. Yeah. So, you know, we had the Christmas party, well, let's say floor 37 of the Nakatomi Plaza. People were doing coke. People were getting drunk. People were fucking. So, Jesse, this is the party I want to go to. What are you talking about, man? This I'm just saying like, most... This sounds like the best Christmas party ever, dude. Yeah, and then till Ellis is trying to hit on you and get laid. But you know what? <laughs> that guy was cooked out, okay? And that's what caused him to die. Show him the watch. Show him the watch. Show him the watch. It's it a doesn't matter. Ellis, dude, everybody's <laughs> listening. Everybody has an Ellis at their office anyways. Whether you work remote or work in a physical office, there's always that slimy sales guy that's not selling the products the right way that you need him to, but he's making his commission, and so he never, he never leaves the business, but he doesn't yeah. do anything good for you. So why not let him die? Then everybody else can get coked out and fucking have a great time. Let the one guy die and then move on. Everybody else has a great time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, okay. So I mean, the party is fun, but it's like most of, most Christmas parties are awful. So let me reimagine what I was saying. Even the best Christmas party seems like there's something that will still go wrong. In this case, a mock terrorist attack in order to heist a bunch of money and bear bonds and stuff. That was hidden behind a very sophisticated safe for very. 1989, I must very. say. Yeah, that. The laws of physics do not apply to that safe. Right, Jordan, thank you. Because it's like, 
they were like, well, if you drill in, but you hit this, then this glass plate shatters and this happens. And I know that real saves do have fail safes like that. But as they're explaining it, then they start talking about how they're drilling through the different levels. And they have the LED readout on yeah. the like CRT monitor with a real floppy disk from like 1989. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Star Wars Death Star plan, right? And I'm looking at that and I'm like, how are you accurately drilling? You just told me that if you do one millimeter off, you hit this glass plate, the whole thing shuts down. But yet you have this high-powered, like, laser-powered drill. You're just going to drill through it anyway. So I felt like there were no stakes in getting through the safe. Like, none of that made any sense to me. No, and also, like, I don't I don't understand the premise of buying a safe that doesn't work when the power goes out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, it just seems like you know, some guy came up with it as a as a reason to upsell like the safe. Like, oh, it's got electromagnetic. The salesman, yeah. right? The yep. guy's going to sell it. Ellis hey, probably bought why it. You need to buy this. <laughs> he probably sold Mr. Nakatomi that safe. He was like, hey, man, I got a buddy who sells safes. This is the best one. You got to buy this. And he was exactly. like, okay, I'll listen to you. <laughs> Fucking hell, he deserved to die. See, I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> selling his bullshit all over that building look what happened nothing turned out in his favor absolutely nothing got shot in the head that's what he got i want to i want to share uh share something real quickly uh because i mean like i said i, I every year as jordan mentioned there's always this debate that kind of happens again is it a christmas totally. movie is it not a christmas movie and i feel like whoever the hell made this settled it for me like that is a great cover that is a I saw point. that floating around the other day, man. I really did. He, he had the perfect Christmas. He had the perfect plan for Christmas until someone stole his detonator. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be like like a fireplace with a stocking in the background or maybe like a tree or something. Like, yeah, a little more it's festive. Just, it's missing a little bit of Christmas flair to it that's all it's just yeah. that little bit just of a, a little bit of holly hanging from the logo a little bit of holly hanging there holly. you go well yeah uh, and it would have been nice to have william adderton in that too so it kind of reminds me of the same artwork for blind date that uh that he was in year, i think a couple years before i was trying to figure out like what other like uh like movie poster or like vhs cover that that was from but i just couldn't put my finger on it i think it looks a lot like i'm not saying like the way they're standing but the way that it's colored and stuff like that it reminds me of uh yeah. blind date but yeah a little yeah, bit it, just, little it bit. just says 80s like rom-com almost just by yeah looking. they thank you jordan thank you jordan it, it does I, I, I yeah but, so jordan out of every kill in die hard okay what is your favorite number one kill out of all of them all oh. of them what's your favorite i think the uh thanks for the advice we're stuck <laughs> under the table once <laughs> he says, he's like, next time you get a chance to kill someone, don't hesitate. So yeah, it's funny that you said that because that's mine too. But if for a different reason, so as a grown up, I totally understand the humor in the exchange of lines. But as a kid, I was like, oh my god, he shot that guy in the dick. What the hell? <laughs> that was a big deal when I was like nine years old watching this movie. I was like, oh my god, because like I just saw RoboCop he shot that guy in the dick, then John McClane shoots. 
shoot this guy in the dick. I'm like, oh my, is this a thing? Do I have to worry about this? Like, I don't want to be in a scenario where my dick gets shot off. Like, I need to pay it's, attention here. It seems you like a uh, bulletproof vest and cut them into like briefs and start selling them. <laughs> now you're talking, man, the bulletproof tunic, man. Yeah, we can market that shit. It seems like when we were kids, two things we had to worry about. Quicksand seemed like it was everywhere yep, at the time. Yep, and yep. getting shot in the dick. Yep. Like two things. Totally agree, man. <laughs> Death and taxes. And then getting shot in the dick. Unescapable. Yeah. And, and Satanists if it's in the 90s. Oh, Satanists. Yeah, Satanists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, watch out for them. Just deal with it. <laughs> there was a meme that I saw the other day. It was so fucking funny. Um, I forget what it was, though. I. It was like a... Oh man, it was like a, a Megadeth or maybe like an Anthrax poster. So I forget what the band was, but it was like Satan hasn't impacted anybody in 40 years and still has it. It was like something like that. It was just ripping on the satanic panic. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking perfect. Because you're right, everybody flipped the fuck out and then it was like over nothing. So yeah. yeah. Um, but uh yeah, so getting shot in the dick, horrible quicksand anyone who was alive in the 80s and 90s is deathly afraid of quicksand thanks crawl so uh jesse what is your favorite kill because jordan and i found out we actually share a passion for the same kill what is yours jesse okay uh i'm gonna say i forgot the first guy's name but his and i have a reason why all right i have a reason why what's the the, the he's the brother of carl I love. Oh he, yeah, oh. I always forget his name too, dude. So don't feel bad, but I know exactly. Yeah, okay. What you're so about. here's why. Here's why I love his death. All right, because it reveals a lot of things that I just that that gives an extra layer to the story. Okay, number one, if I'm gonna kill somebody in that movie, that's exactly how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fall down the fucking stairs, and <laughs> one of us will twist our neck, and hopefully it's not me. So like for me, I'm like that's relatable. That's how I would do it. Because hey, John McClane is the every man's action hero and i have to see myself in him and i see myself doing that so that's number mm -hmm. one number two i love how everybody in that all the terrorists in that movie all the robbers came dressed nice suits this dude threw on his sweats he's <laughs> <laughs> great wearing sweats dude didn't give a fuck man he threw on sweats like he knew they were gonna be there for a while so he dressed comfy. <laughs> he was a smart one then wasn't he trying to like correctly disengage the phone lines and then the crazy guy just takes the song? Yeah, but this guy, like, hold on. Let me let me I can't remember what his name is. Hold I on. forget his name, dude. I, I totally oh, forget I his name, but yeah, the, the hilarious because when you're robbing a building with a bunch Thank of other you. like Germans, you don't give a shit what the fuck you look like. You've got a gun and you've got a plan, and that's all that you need. Like execute until John McClane shows up and busts cap in your ass. Like everybody, wait, wait. Here's the two brothers. All right, maybe we let's compare the two brothers. Role ah, this picture's so bad. I need a nice clear image. I mean, you like, might not find one unless you had one ready to go. Ah, uh, well, no, I would. Well, let's just let's pull up an image of Tony because that's his name. His name is Tony. Yeah, Tony. I was just gonna say his name's Tony. It's like yeah. the least German name. Yeah. <laughs> There he is. Dude, it's 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 that 80s German hair with those aviator glasses. Like he totally looks like one of the nihilists from the big Lebowski. Like that's where oh that my guy God, he is. I think he looks like Jeffrey Dahmer a little bit. He does look a little Jeffrey. Oh, Dahmer. wait, wait, wait. I got it. Yeah, like this one right here. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's totally, Jeffrey. Totally right there. 
But yeah, it's like, hold on. You look at all the other diehard villains. Like, I just want to like. I do love that he's wearing a sweatsuit, though. That's so fucking great, man. Like, it doesn't okay. fucking matter. Han's in, like, a three-piece suit, and fucking Carl's brother shows up in a sweatsuit. Like, Carl, what are you doing, man? Dude, like, look at... You have to admit, Carl's hair is amazing, though. It, it is. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a little Fabian. Yes. Look, even the guy back there has a suit. Takes care of it. Like, like, I'm just saying... Okay, wait. Here's a good image of everybody. All right, look at this. Look at everybody's suit here. Yeah, look, his, his suit's freaking checkered. He's got a turtleneck. Yeah, this guy, this guy looked like he could go to church right now. He could go to church. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, like it's like it's like he his grandma was like, "Aren't you coming to church this morning?" And he like threw something on, and he still looks good. But then you got fucking Carl over here, <laughs> or or not Carl? Sorry, Tony. Tony, Tony. get the memo on the dress code. Tony, like, just we like, have a theme, Tony, and you <laughs> fucked it up. Like, hey, Tony. Like, hey, by the way, we're gonna be we're gonna be knocking off the Nakatomi Plaza, and he's like, "Oh, fuck, was that tonight?" Shit. <laughs> now, keep Shit. in mind, maybe they maybe they put him in a sweatsuit because it's a lot easier to write. Now, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> but, you know, even a piece suit, it might be a little more difficult to write the message. So I would just take off the jacket and take off the tie and then write it on the very pure silky white shirts. Oh, I would I would have wrote it on the dude's bare chest if I would have killed him because that's like insult to injury, man. Insult to injury. <laughs> But like, yeah. oh no, this shirt's coming. I'm writing it on your fucking chest. In fact, let me carve it with my knife on there. Obviously, that might yeah. have been a little too far. But also, but yeah, but also, like his death was like it, that's so that's why his so his death in a very nonsensical manner in, in reasoning is why I love his death because it's just it reveals and also it helps John um figure out that Hans is Han when they were in that yeah. scene. Because yeah. in a deleted scene, they pay attention more to the watches, and he notices that they're all wearing that weird wa- that uh, German watch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was one of the they deleted the scene uh, from the movie, but like that's how he, he deduced that. Oh God, that's that's Han, or or that might be one of the terrorists. So yeah, but yeah, I think I think that fight and that kill also really cements to him what the fuck is actually happening here. Yes. Like it's like dude, this is fucking real, man. Like this is happening. You're stuck in the middle of this. You've got nobody. The fucking uh 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 breakfast club guys, the police chief <laughs> out there basically want to turn everybody off and not do anything to solve the problem. He had nothing so, to do. He had nothing to do that day. He didn't have a nerd's butt cheeks to duct tape up. So right. Like, <laughs> then as soon as he shows up, then the FBI shows up and just takes it away from him. But then those dumbasses go up in the helicopter and get blown up. So it's just like, what? Like, nobody in charge makes good decisions except no. for John McClane. Hans yep. makes bad decisions. Police chief makes bad decisions. FBI makes bad decisions. Ellis made a bad decision. Everybody makes bad decisions. Except Ellis, for John McLean. And Ellis, Ellis always makes bad decisions. It doesn't look like <laughs> it doesn't look like that. It, it doesn't look like the situation of that movie caused him to make any bad decisions. It just seems like it was just one after another. <laughs> Ellis, Ellis is probably in the Nakatomi location in LA. 
because he was probably moved from the other locations because of harassment charges. So like, <laughs> I, I totally HR is moving him around. <laughs> they, they are. They're like, man, we got to move to Nakatomi now. We, we can't put him anywhere else. Like, this is the last stop. God damn it. This is it. This is the last one. This, this is it. This is his last chance. Ellis, yeah, I also thought don't... that scene is like so important because it was like a new type of action movie. Yeah. Of yeah. where he's kind of playing cat and mouse mm-hmm. with this, this guy he's fighting. He's not just standing up with like two guns yeah. on each side, just blowing him away. He's, and he's not he's, like, like trying to be clever and not just like out muscle him, out military him, mm-hmm. uh, well, which in, was in like other, really set the tone. In other countries, the title of this movie is called The Reluctant Hero. So, I mean, that's what's well, so makes interesting about his hero. That's what's so interesting about this character. It's not like Commando where Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, Okay, I gotta rescue Jenny. I got this amount of time. You know, right. this, is a guy, <laughs> this is a guy who called the cops, radioed for help, and they did the fire alarm. He has done he hit he did everything in his power to not be a hero. Right. And, away. and that's yep. it's such an interesting story. And I think that's sometimes I think as the series goes on, why that it sometimes loses that flair. Yeah. Because he was thrusted into the situation. He didn't seek it out he didn't go well i'm fucking john mcclain i've done this already i could do it again you know what right I mean? like, yeah no, right this guy is in way over his head he has not been trained for this this is not something he knows how to do he is going to make it up as he goes and he's going to do the best he can to survive and that's what i like the best is that yes he's a cop yes he knows how to use a gun yeah he knows how to fight but he's not on steroids Okay, he's not an ex special forces team member that nobody heard about that can, you know, do all these crazy elaborate things. He wasn't like held hostage in Vietnam with leeches eating his body like he didn't get tortured and electrocuted like this guy was just a fucking New York City like detective beat cop. And he was like put in this situation and it was like flight or fight, man. And he's like, I can't go anywhere. My wife's still here. All these people are here. Guess I'm fucking fighting. And he did. One of the best things they did in that movie was just make him barefoot the entire time. Yeah. Because it just, it humanized him in such Mm -hmm. a way and also added all these new types of scenarios like you never would see in a horror movie or an action movie because like no one ever gave a shit before what was on the ground. Like it was like, oh, it's just grass, whatever. Now, like that's a active part of the story of he's got to handle this scenario otherwise he's going to bleed out from his freaking feet and fun fact that was a movie where they used fake feet uh because when they started shooting they (laughs) realized that bruce willis needed fake feet because this was not going to work for three and a half months (laughs) so he wore fake feet uh for a lot of those like hero shots where you actually see his feet and stuff like that they were they were fake feet, which we know they then used in Lord of the Rings as well and a bunch of other movies. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, they quickly realized in production we need fake feet, so they made them fake feet. Yeah. But, All right, so uh, let's wrap up Die Hard, and we'll do one more. So, any final thoughts on Die Hard? We've talked about it on the show before. We love Die Hard. I think my whole thing is it's a total package film. It has something for everybody, uh, even the kids, man. Because when you're 10 years old and you see these people killed in the most creative ways, it's like the best. It's like Total Recall, Terminator, Die Hard, all these action movies that I saw when I was like pre-teenager was just amazing. So kids, go check out Die Hard. But Jordan and and Jesse, any final thoughts? 
Uh, I'll just say that um, if if anyone thinks it's not a Christmas movie, I will fight you. I agree, hundred percent. There's music. There's the tree. They talk about Christmas. They play it at the end. It's, it's, it's Christmas, integral Christmas to the plot. Party. Like it ha- the there's other movies that you take out of Christmas, and the movie's the same. This one, yes. if you take it out of Christmas, it's not the same movie. Agree, so, and like, I do want Christmas this book, by the way. Yeah, I I this book. Yeah, I've got that. Oh, you have it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's been on my wish list for a couple of years, and no one's bought it for me. And, I might buy it for myself. And they also have an advent calendar where yeah. it's it's uh, Hans Gruber falling. <laughs> I saw yeah. that. Uh, that is really cool. I would love to have that. So um, let's uh, let's do one more. So Jordan, you're our guest. You have been a, a absolute pleasure to have. We have 13 minutes left. What movie do you want to close out talking about? Let's do Bad Santa. Because like oh. I, I rewatched uh, what I talked to you yesterday, like, and we went through. I'm like, I'm gonna rewatch all these, so like, I come in fresh. Mm-hmm. So like, we watched Bad Santa last night, and then today I watched Batman Returns, oh, which is surprisingly boring. Really, you thought respect. Batman Returns is boring? Like, anytime Danny DeVito's on the screen, it's great. But other than that, it's just like, oh, I'm bored. And then <laughs> we'll <laughs> yeah, have Iron to Man three. Back to that, we'll, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll do another show for Batman Returns. <laughs> And then I watched Iron Man 3 this afternoon, and it's just like, yeah, I get why some people might watch it at Christmas, but, like, most of this takes place in Miami, um, <laughs> which is, like, the least Christmas year in the United it, States. <laughs> and, like, there's not enough tie-in with Christmas to what's happening in the film. Yeah. Yes, it's happening during Christmas, and you can make that argument with Die Hard. Well, it just happens during Christmas. So, Jordan, to your point... Christmas is tied in with the story of Die Hard, whereas yeah. Christmas is not tied in with the story of Iron Man 3. Now, I'll go either way. I'll say, yeah, it's a Christmas that. movie. Yeah, it's not. But for someone to say it's not, I agree with them because it's not. But I could also see why someone would say it is. Yeah. But if you compare Die Hard and Iron Man, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Iron Man 3 can easily be argued. Yep. Yes. Oh, no. Uh, now, here's the argument for it. it. It's a Shane Black movie. Shane Black He's no he, any movie he makes. Like, I think a great ninety nine percent of them. They have these following character, these traits. Be careful! That man did that new Predator movie, and my God, that was a piece. The, the, this Predator movie doesn't fall in that trait. It, he he actually broke a, he broke one of his own. Rules. Yeah, he broke more than one rule. When he made <laughs> okay, had to take place during Christmas between two uh, opposite partners. Like they're just different in their own ways. And there has to be a government conspiracy, and it has to be happened during Christmas time. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Uh, the long kiss, good night. Uh, the the last boy, the was it the last Boy Scout? Yeah, um, last Boy Scout. Yep, all those movies, all of those rules. What? I just said the last Boy Scout. It's been so long since I've yeah. seen. It. I need to but watch. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it in. Lethal Weapon. Years, I'm not sure if I said that. Yeah, but they follow. So basically, it's not much that it's a Christmas movie. It's just he likes to make uh, a, a government very dark conspiracy like movie in the most happiest time of the year. Mm, he, nice uses it, he uses it more as a juxtaposition than to actually make a Christmas movie. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I get that. Anyways, yeah. let's get into bad Santa. I don't want to waste any more time because I do want to talk about this movie too. Uh, bad Santa, man. Like remember when this movie came out, it was really Bob Ford, dude. <laughs> Like, that was it was at the peak of Billy Bob. It was like after the Angelina Jolie and like the blood shit, you know, and he was like kind of on his comeback up and 
you know, I think that was uh, that that was after Armageddon. Um, yeah, yeah. Was it before or after Monster Ball? I can't remember. I think it was right after Monster Ball because right after. I- Monster Ball, I believe, was 2000 or 2001. Yeah, that's Janet. I know is mid mid 2000, like literally between 2004 and 2006. I can bet on it. Gotcha. So, you know, I, I think this was a fun movie to make. I mean, who wouldn't want to make a movie where you just get drunk on set and go out and read your lines and looking like the most like disheveled, like piece of shit person you're fucking women in the ass and like not caring or telling them, but then they let you do it anyways. You're like borderline a petter because you're yeah. with some child that is not yours that you are creating a relationship with. Now I'm not saying that, that there was going to blur the lines of that kind of relationship, but I can tell you if a complete stranger moved in with a child for a few weeks in 2022, there would be problems. Yeah. There would be a lot a red of flag. problems. Yeah. Red flags well, these, all over the place. These comedies came from the age of comedies where they were so beyond politically incorrect. And yeah. they were just, they didn't care what the norms was. They just said, okay, in order for us to set up this joke, to set up these numerous jokes, this very weird thing that, yes, it's wrong, needs to happen so we can tell these jokes. It's The best example I could think of was um, uh, That's My Boy with Adam Sandler. The very beginning of the movie, it's an, an eighth-grade student hooking up with his uh, teacher, yeah. you know, which nowadays you can't make that movie. But they made that movie back then, and they needed that to happen to explain why this guy is now on the celebrity trash talk network you know i mean like why he has that notoriety and he's not really famous he's kardashian famous and that's why but this movie like i said it it, the jokes justify the the means if that makes sense no i i totally get what you're saying and you know my actually and it's 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 so like most people like this movie for for other reasons but i i like the kid I I I I like how he just walks around and just like stares at you because like <laughs> I've interacted with kids that do that where yeah. you'll be talking to them and they're just like yeah they're just and you're like bro are you picking up what I'm saying because I don't I, it's not all firing here and then the kid goes and he's like whittling a pickle out of wood <laughs> like it's just the strangest <laughs> shit ever and uh that kid just cracks me up. Like, I don't know if it's his greatest American hero hair. I don't know if he's cause he's the chubby kid. I don't know if it's cause he's weird. I don't know if it's cause he's whittling a fucking pickle, but that kid, like every scene with him, I just crack up. And so that's my favorite character. And most people, they're probably not going to pick the kid, but for me, Oh, Anytime great. I watch the film, like th- that's the kid that makes me laugh, man. Yeah, I, I agree with John. That's my favorite character. <laughs> like, he's oh, like, he steals every scene. He's he does. In. He like does. you, he is like a force of nature in that movie, <laughs> and it's uh, almost like, like a presence. You know, that, he's yeah. just there. 
Exactly. Some scenes, he's literally just standing there, and I'm just transfixed of like, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna do anything? Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's the point. He's just sitting there. Yeah, he's just there, staring at Billy Bob Thornton. Like, bro, what are you doing? Oh, you're drunk again. Cool. Oh, you're bringing this chick over to bang. Awesome. Hey, I need some food. You know, like you need to take care of me. And he's just sitting there, just pounding the jack, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, it like I said, he it, it, it's just the presence. Like some of the best jokes are the jokes that you don't even say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, yeah. and that kid, he was able to be so incredibly loud without saying a single word. And yeah. I think that's, I mean, yeah. he, he, I mean, that's why they had to bring him back for the sequel. I mean, whether you've like never seen or the not, sequel. I haven't I either. I couldn't it. bring myself to watch it. To be I honest, could, yeah. I couldn't either. The only reason why I would want to watch it is because Kathy Bates plays the mom of Billy Bob Thornton and she, apparently she's like fucking mean. And I'm like, okay, I could maybe try to watch it. But point is for a sequel that really had, didn't need to be made. They had to bring the kid back. And that so far is one of the only reasons why I might watch it. Cause I'm like, let's see what this kid fucking does. <laughs> you said yeah. Kathy Bates. I'll watch it. Yeah. yeah, That kind of was a, a nice little fig leaf to, to get me like Kathy Bates ever since misery I've got a soft spot for Kathy Bates yeah. what's so sad about this movie is I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this this was uh Ritter's last movie John oh, Ritter really? yeah mm-hmm. yep. yeah they the at the end before the credits roll they do the uh, in memory of yeah I didn't realize this was his last uh his last film yeah I don't know if it was his last role but it was his last film i believe okay so he might have done like a tv show because he, oh, he had he that did. show that he was on at the time eight, oh eight, yeah with the with the hot rules. daughter or whatever yeah eight simple or, rules yeah eight yeah that's rules. it yeah 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 he that that was technically his last role this was his last movie, movie role. yeah gotcha gotcha yeah but yeah no but anyways like i said this movie has just such a great storyline a guy who uses being a mall santa to get close to the targets, you know, the safes and all that stuff. And then to Christmas Eve to, you know, pull off the heist. And it's like every year they got to do this. This is like their big time of year. And it's hysterical. I just love this idea that, you know, like every ball stand is like, oh, this is our big time of year. But for them, it's a big time of year for another reason. <laughs> so I, love it. I think that this movie is a great, uh, a great campaign for uh, anti-drinking. Because if you think about it, these guys have a flawless business. They have been doing this for a decade, never been caught. But you know when they got caught? When Billy Bob started drinking too much. Had he laid no. off the sauce, they would have been able to do this and fucking retire in 10 more years. But he started drinking, man. He started drinking. And so maybe sub the booze. Maybe meet up with, you know, Stephen King, do some coke, and then go rob your place. <laughs> Whatever, right? Change it up a little bit. Don't just keep drinking. Do a different drug. Coke makes you sharp. So, I mean, maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe you'd have cracked the safe faster. Maybe, yeah, he would have probably cracked the safes a lot faster. Like, Marcus would have showed up and, like, ready to go. And he's like, all right, cracked them. Let's get out of here. (laughs) He could have fucked two large women in the ass in that dressing room. Two large women. Come on. If there's one thing you learn from this show is that say no to the booze, do coke. I I think that's what we're getting at here. Like, coke in the dressing room. Cocaine is, I mean, it is the successful man's drug. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's a hell of a drug, man. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I mean, I mean, that's and and like I said, do coke and also use the promo code. Uh, the oh, look at that tie in. Nice tie in there. It, yeah, see how I did it. You see how I did it? Do coke and buy Jordan's games. There you go. <laughs> and and I promise you, coke will make every. It, it's all he, all of his games are extremely fun. Now imagine doing coke and. Oh, uh, don't games. sell it that way, Jesse. <laughs> Skyrocket. 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 What's that falling from the sky? Fucking money, because we make it rain. All right. That's what. I, so I, what Jesse's hmm. saying, Jordan, is you need to find a coke dealer and you need to team up so <laughs> you guys can both sell your products at the same time. Okay. You're gonna put them in the wrong boxes, and like these kids are gonna get like porta potties for Christmas and open up like. What's Mommy, this bag of sugar, Mom? What am I supposed to do with this? Uh, Amazon's going to ban me for this one. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. How, how am I not a spokesperson? How am I not? <laughs> I think you just answered your own question. I think I did. I think I did. Uh, that makes, makes a lot of sense. But anyways, so, uh, Jordan, tell us about why you love this movie. Why is it your favorite? Why is it a must-watch for the holidays? Uh. I don't know if I'm going to argue it's much watch. <laughs> so, okay. Like, or, or, or when, I first, watch. when I first saw this, like I saw it like around the time it came out, I thought it was hilarious. And I don't know if I've just got older and lamer, um, but like I watched it a couple years ago and I'm like, this is a lot darker mm-hmm. than like I remember it being. And like, I'm fine with dark humor, but I'm like, this is just dark, dark sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like, I like I'm still enjoy it, but like I felt really depressed after watching it. <laughs> and like I, I, like normally it's just like you know, haha, whatever. But I'm like, oh man, like and some of that hits hard. <laughs> it does, and I think that comes with age, right? You see yeah. something when you're younger. Like I, I'm 41, so this movie came out when I was like early, early 20s, right? Yeah. And I was in a completely different place, completely different mindset, you know, totally different person. And so it hit one way. Well, now that I watch in my 40s, I'm like, oh my god, like that makes sense. I can relate yeah. to that, or bro, you should have made a better decision. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, 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 I know some people that, like, that's a path that they kind of went on and stuff. Right. And like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So I, I think that's interesting, too, on with time, how you can watch the same film, but have a completely different experience depending on how old you are, where you are with your life, you know, that type of thing. Uh, and I, I, to me, that's part of what makes a film timeless. And Bad Santa is definitely timeless. There's nothing that really locks it down in a particular decade or particular setting or particular piece of time. It's timeless. You can watch that at any part of your life and get something out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, what's very interesting, that dark element to this movie, uh, there was the, this movie originated from two really famous producers. They kind of like came up with the conception, hired people to write it and direct it. But do you know who those uh, producers were that made this movie? I'm not going to cheat and look it up, but I'm going to throw out a name, John Peters. No. Jordan? Any guesses? Um, Jordan's looking it up. I can tell he's cheating. I can tell he's totally looking (laughs) it up. This is one of the reasons why I watched the movie for the first time. I watched a lot of movies. But when I was younger, I was so into comedians, but I was so into comedy writers, and I was so into learning people's IMBD pages. And when I found out these guys produced it, it was the reason why I watched the movie. Oh, then I don't know. I thought you were might have like might have been a Weinstein or something. 
Well, they did produce it, yes. But oh, okay. <laughs> the movie was brought to them. The Coen brothers. Oh, no oh, way. Really? No shit. Mm -hmm. yep. Huh. yep. So that's why it has a very dark flair to it. This is but kind of what they intended. But imagine now let's they didn't write it on this. Hired. Imagine that they didn't outsource it. Imagine that they did it themselves. Ooh. 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 How much better would it have been, man? I think it'd have been I think it well, okay. First off, um the let's see. Well let's Billy Bob Thornton would not be the one that's playing uh bad Santa. No, no, I, no. Casting stays the same. Okay. Because yeah. the reason why I was like I was like, Tim Blake Nelson is obviously playing Santa or George Clooney. It's one of those two. <laughs> George Clooney in this role would be very, very interesting. And I it think would he can pull it off. I, I think I actually enjoy that. Yeah. Dude, he, he pulled Jack off Nicholson was was considered. I yeah. feel like he could pull this off. Jack Nicholson would be a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. But George Clooney does till dawn playing bad Santa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that would have been very interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Billy Bob Thornton is fantastic. I would not want to recast it. Sure, but, sure. But I'm just thinking, if we, if the Coen Brothers stereotypically made this as a Coen Brothers movie, you know, you know he's there. Like, <laughs> George Clooney or uh, the guy who plays uh, the Jesus from Big Lebowski he would be in there. Oh, dude, John Turturro, man. He could have done it. Right. Actually, that's a really good one right there. Ooh. That's good. He could have pulled it off for he, sure. He could definitely have pulled it off. But I agree. But yeah, no. But I got to give this movie a watch again. It, I think I, and I, it's such a good, it's for me, I love this movie. I don't mind the darkness. Some days I do, some days I don't. I just appreciate for what it is because mm -hmm. honest to God, I miss the times where we made comedies in theaters because we don't because one of the sad things in today's world we don't make movies like these anymore we don't I totally agree. If, if something's a comedy it has to be in flared with something else it has to be yeah. an action comedy right horror comedy right you have to make sure it's mixed into something else but to make a straight comedy in theaters big budget adult comedy adult comedy that's not going to streaming i mean it is a the there, I mean, I would argue we haven't seen anything like that since maybe the 2015s. I, I, 2015, probably. Well, I'm going to yeah, say that I'm still in the camp that they're going to do a fourth Harold and Kumar film. It's going to happen. Uh, I, because if anybody can do a comedy and still get away with it, it's them. I, I think I think they, and trust me, they would be heroes. They would be heroes in my book if they do it. So, so I hope they, I hope they do it and they make it quickly because. Uh, I want to. I want to be back in a movie theater where we're cracking up and laughing yeah. hysterically. Yeah. I I miss doing that like so much. Like we got to do that when we saw Clerks. That was a lot of fun. And but then, then we cried. Then we cried a lot. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, the closest we got to do that again this year was Violent Night. But it was one of those movies where it was mixed with action. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I like you remember we were in that theater and you heard that big break of a laughter. I miss that so much. Yeah. I think the last movie that I went to the theater that just had that kind of boisterous, like just cracking up hysterical the whole time was Borat. That was the last one I think oh I went to God. where I laughed that yeah. hard in a film. What a hell of a movie to laugh. At. Oh, yeah. I went with my buddy Little Rob, dude. We <laughs> laughed the entire time. How old is that movie now? Uh, Borat was 2004, I think. Really? Jeez. Five. I think it was five. 2005. 
I know, dude. Like the last ten years, just I had a kid and it just flew by. <laughs> yeah, that that it makes sense. It was right. like I was <laughs> I had a kid, I blinked, and now I'm forty and I lost a decade. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we are in overtime, so I just wanted to let, let's wrap up the show. So, anyways, any final things we want to say about Bad Santa? Uh, go watch it, and I'm gonna watch the second one now that I know that Kathy Bates is in it. Because I turned my nose up, and I was like, I don't even want to watch it. I want to consider yeah. it. This, this, I don't want to ruin the first one. Now that I know Kathy Bates is in it, I'm watching it. And I'm it's, interested. It's decided. I'm interested. Yeah. I'll watch it, and we all we'll all report back with our thoughts. Let's do that. It. Let's report back. Yes. Yeah. And uh, like for Bad Santa, like if you haven't watched it, watch it. But like. I don't see this as something I watch every single year, like Die Hard or Home Alone or Christmas. No, I agree. It doesn't have that caliber. It's not an every year, but the year that you do watch it, you're going to laugh again and rediscover your love for the film. I think that's yep. a good way of putting it. Yep. Well, anyways, that is all the time we got tonight. I want to thank you, Jordan, for joining us on the yes. show. What an absolute pleasure. We got to talk about uh, all the games you got and make sure – Everybody, get on this website right now, all right? And check, like, right here. That's all you got to do is look down, promo code Grownups Table. Get you 10% off, man. And uh, I, I'm excited. I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be doing a little bit more shopping because I have Christmas shopping. I want to check some of these games out. And like I said, your next game, make sure you let us know. We would love to play it on, oh, yeah. on here and promote the shit out of it, man. Uh, yep. What you're doing is absolutely incredible. Like I said, you fucking red pilled your way out of a nine to five job. Totally did. You totally you. did. And you're you're a game maker, man. That's a that is just that is a that, that's so crazy. You could say that. What do you do for like, a game maker? Like you know yeah, what I mean? But, but these people they just kind of you like see they're the, like they're like okay, and then like you see the gears going. They're, <laughs> right, like, they're like, what does that mean exactly? That mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then you can just be a little cryptic and shit. You know what I mean? Like. You like how life works out certain ways. Yeah. <laughs> just go, or I like, that. Have you ever seen the Saw movies? <laughs> I just leave it that walk away. I'm a game maker. <laughs> Connect the dots. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jigsaw's un, uh, unknown partner. No yeah, one has exactly. found me yet. <laughs> I draw the shit. That's what they base the movies off of, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't report it because they don't want to glorify it and have copycats. And I'm yeah. happy because I don't want that's oh, I want fucking royalties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man royalties. I designed this death trap. I want my fucking royalty right. off of this. Yeah, that's that's what I do. That's that's what I do. But anyways, promo code Grubs Table. Get ten percent off these games right now. All right, and uh, check it out. But anyways, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. It was an Thanks absolute amazing time having you wow. on the show, and we will definitely get you back on. Yep. Thank you everybody that tuned in and watched tonight. Uh, tune in. Uh, we'll, we'll have more show for you coming up next week. Uh, and make sure you, um, like I said, just keep subscribing. Next, watch. Next, sorry, next week we're gonna do traditional Christmas traditional. movies. Sounds good. Just throwing so we'll the feelers out there. We'll do traditional Christmas uh, movies. And make sure you like and subscribe on our YouTube page if you're watching there. If you're watching on Roku, make sure you keep coming back every week. We'll always have a new episode popping up. And until next time, I'm Jesse. I'm John. And you've been sitting at the grown-ups table. Thank you, and have an awesome night, everybody. Take care. Good night.